Hey everyone, welcome back to Chipstock Investor. Today we're going to be talking about one of our top buys of 2024 on Semiconductor and how that in turn affects air test systems. Another one of our favorite stocks, not one of our top picks for 2024, however. On Semiconductor, an integrated device manufacturer. You can see that in our flowchart right here where this falls into the semiconductor industry. They had their most recent Q4 earnings, which was full year 2023. Yeah, on that outlook, this is sort of a continuation of yesterday's video in, in a way. Microchip, uh, our other top IDM, integrated device manufacturer, chip stock pick for 2024. Uh, a lot of IDMs, microchip, including some of ON's more closely related peers like ST Microelectronics, another top player in, or the top player, I should say, in silicon carbide or, or SIC stocks. All of these IDMs anticipating double-digit percentage declines year over year to kick off 2024 due to excess inventory now in the global supply chain for industrial and automotive chips. So that was the big piece of anticipation for this earnings report for on semi were they going to follow suit with the rest of the industry and casey i think the short answer is no they did not let's go through those high level numbers for on semiconductor fourth quarter revenue was just over 2 billion gross margin of 46.7% operating margin 30% on a gap basis. Gap earnings per share $1.28. Non-gap earnings per share $1.25. On Semiconductor had a full year 2023 record automotive revenue of $4.3 billion, which was a 29% year-over-year increase. And share repurchases of $564 million, representing 140% of free cash flow. It was a pretty, pretty good year. We'll talk about that a bit more in light of the automotive segment and what the company is doing in the silicon carbide space for automotive as well as just industrial applications in general. But let's talk about the guidance first, because I think that's what you know, the whole market has become acutely aware suddenly of the cyclicality of industrial and automotive chips. So what did ON say? Their first quarter 2024 outlook, they said revenue will be between 1.8 to 1.9 billion, 1.85 at the midpoint. That would represent a 5.6% year over year decrease in implied growth. Diluted earnings per share would be $1 at the midpoint, which would be down nearly 3% year over year. And on a non GAAP basis, that would be down 19%. This is super interesting. Again, its closest peers in silicon carbide, especially ST Microelectronics, as well as other IDMs that do sensors on micro, the top player in automotive cameras used in all sorts of applications, backup cameras, things used in advanced driver systems and so on. The company has completely pivoted in recent years to high growth markets, and they've sort of uh, been letting old legacy semiconductor sales go by the wayside. If their customers continue to buy those, they're happy to do it. If not, they're happy to let it go because it's not a high margin business. And that strategy that was really launched by the CEO Hussein Al-Khori and CFO Thad Trent, who came over from Cypress Semiconductor after they sort of 
architecture to the acquisition of it by Infineon, but that wrapped up in early 2020. That new pivot and strategy is really starting to pay off here during the cyclical decline. These numbers you just rattled off and implied year-over-year guidance, it's not super exciting in absolute dollar terms because it is still going to decline. But when its closest peers are forecasting, again, at at the very least, mid-teens percentage decline. For example, ST Microelectronics anticipating a 15% year-over-year revenue decline and gross profit margin falling close to the 42% mark, down from 47.9% at the end of 2023. You compare that to OnSemi, they are outperforming and they're eating up market share of the chip portfolio that they participate in for the market. We noticed that lithium took another hit yesterday on a few things that have been mentioned. First of all, legacy automakers have stated that they're going to shift their focus away from completely electric vehicles to more hybrid electric vehicles. And CEO Hussein Al-Khori also mentioned this yesterday in his comments that the market still projects a 30 to 40 percent growth for silicon carbide in 2024, but automakers indicate a more tapered growth, signaling a SIC market growth in the range of 20 to 30 percent. Right. Yeah. I think maybe that outlook for more hybrids, which of course, you know, that's still going to be, it's going to equate to rising demand for lithium still. You know, hybrid vehicles still need a lithium ion battery or some equivalent to lithium ion. So, not great for the lithium players, although this is probably already getting priced in at the moment as we speak. We'll hear from Albemarle later this week, top lithium producer. Stay tuned for that video and our show notes manual that you can find on our Kofi shop. Link to that below. But ultimately, for on semi, the story here is. It doesn't matter. The growth is going to come for them. Whether it's a hybrid vehicle or a fully electric one, cars need more chips to manage this new electric or semi-electric drivetrain. They still expect to see double the silicon carbide market growth. So if the silicon carbide market for EVs and hybrids and other industrial electrification and more power-efficient infrastructure is 20 to 30% this year. We're looking at something like 40 to 60% silicon carbide growth for on semi. What that equates to, they did say they did meet their revised guidance of 800 million in silicon carbide revenue for 2023. So if they double the market, that sort of implies like 1.1 to 1.2 billion in silicon carbide sales for on semi in 2024. That puts them pretty solidly in the number two position as far as this outlook appears right now behind ST Microelectronics, but clearly the company doing better during the downturn is on semi. So maybe we should pivot here, Casey, and talk about the other big piece of this news item is, okay, the downturn is here. There's too much inventory now after two, three years of chip shortage. Now we have chip oversupply for industrial companies and for automakers. When does the downturn bottom? When does it end? CFO Thad Trent was asked about this specifically in the earnings call, Nick, about the bottom in automotive and industrial markets. And he said that 
OnSemi expects its gross margin floor to be about 45% in Q1 2024 before recovering back towards its long-term market of about 53%. And that's based on 2027 revenue of 13 to 14.5 billion. Of course, management still is stilting the portfolio products towards high growth, next-gen power and sensing, and it's obviously paying off during this downturn. Maybe one important note here is they did say for them, for on semi, they expect to have that gross profit margin floor in the first quarter before starting to recover. They did clarify they're not calling a floor in the overall market cycle in this current downturn. And they kind of did remove some commentary about the bottom being sometime this summer of 2024. But for on semi, for them specifically, it looks like they're expecting their profitability at least to bottom out in Q1 and then solidify going forward. So interesting here to think about this, Casey, how this company in particular has repositioned itself for the highest growth markets and maybe less diversified than some of its IDM peers, but that's a good thing in this particular cycle. So at this point, I think we also probably need to follow suit and maybe remove some of the commentary uh, that we've been hearing in recent months that maybe the industrial market is going to bottom sometime midway through 2024. It sort of sounds like this, this might take a bit longer. And again, uh, we keep drawing comparisons to the smartphone and PC market. Last year, it excess inventory of consumer electronics chips cropped up the second half of 2022. All of the companies that play in that space, Intel, AMD, Qualcomm, and others initially had said, hey, midway through 2023, we'll hit a bottom inventory will be healthier. As it turned out, it was like not till the end of Q3, beginning of Q4, 2023, that those inventories bottomed and returned to a healthy level. So if this is sort of just a mirror image of what happened in the consumer electronics space, now playing out in industrial, we may be looking at maybe Q3, Q4 of this year before we hit an absolute bottom. Now, that doesn't mean on semi is going to be a, a, a poor performing stock this year. But as far as the overall market goes, I think at this point, we maybe need to remove our expectations for a bottom in this market halfway through this year. Nick, let's shift our focus now to air test systems, which is highly correlated with on semi. In recent quarters, over 80%, approaching 90% of air's SIC test and burn in equipment sales went to on semi. And we've talked about this air is trying to diversify its client base, but at this point, it's very notable. What happens to OnSemi can affect air significantly. So OnSemi is decreasing the CapEx intensity and other SIC chip makers delaying because of the inventory correction could delay air's growth rate expectations because of it. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe just some specific numbers here uh, for OnSemi on their CapEx, capital expenditures that's spending on property and equipment, especially equipment. So that's what air test system sells that test and burn in for the sick market, silicon carbide. In 2023, on semis CapEx was 1.57, almost $1.58 billion or about 19% of revenue. Elevated CapEx spend in 2023 
to support their ramping up of their fabs to silicon carbide, transitioning away from tr just traditional silicon power chips. It's going to fall now back towards the like 2022 levels where CapEx was about 12% of revenue. CFO Thad Trent said they're working at a low teens percentage CapEx of revenue in 2024. So that means potentially less spending with equipment partners like Airtest Systems, possibly also Excellus Technologies, ACLS, another smaller equipment provider that a lot of investors use as a proxy for the silicon carbide and greater EV and electrification of the global economy megatrend. That could mean this starts to trickle down to these companies. Like you said, not just on, but also some of on's peers that are getting hit even harder, pushing out the delivery of some of those big expensive pieces of equipment until later this year, maybe even into 2025. Again, I don't think we should say a company like Air Test Systems is a dead ringer for 20% plus revenue growth this year. I think we should temper those expectations a bit. Let's talk about valuation for on semi first. It currently is trading at 16 times trailing 12 months earnings per share and 83 times trailing 12 months free cash flow. There's a huge discrepancy. Free cash flow is low because of that high CapEx spending in 2022 and 2023 to support SIC fab growth. Those two figures will converge this year, Casey. Again, the CapEx spend on semi is going down this year. So the free cash flow will likely increase. And so EPS valuation and free cash flow valuations will get closer to each other as 2024 progresses. At this point, given on semi's outperformance during this down cycle, we see absolutely no reason to remove this from our top IDM, integrated device manufacturer pick. And for that matter, microchip. Again, if you missed that video yesterday, we explain how aggressive they're getting in decreasing their customers' inventory. We like that. They're going to take it on the chin early this year and then get that inventory correction out of the way. So for us, that means a dollar cost average plan into both of these stocks during the downturn. That's just us, but we like the positioning of both of these companies, each gobbling up market share in each of their respective parts of the chip industry. Again, for on semi, silicon carbide, sensors, especially cameras in the automotive and industrial market. And then for microchip, those microcontrollers with the embedded software development that they do. And shifting again to air, it currently trades for 28 times trailing 12 months earnings per share, 68 times trailing 12 month free cash flow. And that's before the market opened on February 6th. There's definitely some growing pains, but we're still adding air to our portfolio. Yeah, maybe a brief timeline here. We owned air last year and then cashed out with like a, I don't know what the percentage return was, but it was like over an eight month period, 10 month period, we had like 160% gain. And then that stock got completely run up to unsustainable highs by traders, stock pumpers, you name it. We had all sorts of weird, crazy messages coming in on YouTube and on Twitter, X account, people just pumping the thing. So we sold. There's been a complete total washout now as expectations have been reset. And I don't think we can call air cheap necessarily. 
again, same discrepancy here between earnings per share and free cash flow, Casey. Building lots of new equipment for customers takes CapEx. So similar discrepancy here for Air. So I don't think it's cheap, but given the expectations for this market overall in the next five to 10 years, we think it's now reasonable again. This is just something that we we're nibbling on at the moment. We're adding in small batches during this downturn. These cyclical downturns are a good time to go shopping. And that's why we're making Air and Lamb Research the only two fab equipment stocks that we're buying at this moment. We talk about these companies and many, many more in our new Discord channel. So if you're interested in chatting about these companies, seeing our research, getting our show notes, all of that can be found on our Discord channel, which you can get access to via a YouTube membership or a membership over on our Ko-fi page. Of course, you can find our show notes and our manuals over on our Ko-fi shop. So check that out as well. Link in the description. Make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. We have many more videos coming up on earnings and much more. We'll see you again soon at Chipstock Investor.